regarding Jim Palmer. And joining us now is the greatest pitcher, and I know it pains Craig Heist. No, no, it doesn't. It does not pain Mike Messina's. It does not but pain the greatest pitcher in Oriole history, Jim Palmer. Jim, first of all, how are you doing with your battle of shingles? With shingles. Well, the shingles. It's eight weeks ago. It's just a. Uh, Apparently, the uh, you can get a viral doesn't happen very often a viral infection of your uh, spinal cord, which I have on the left side. And um, thanks to uh, Sean Curtin, one of the interns for the Orioles, and Mike Jacobs, he said just don't look well. I had lost some weight and all that, so I took an MRI. And so I've just been dealing with that. And you know, you take a cyclovir, you take a kind of a drip. I was in the hospital five days, just pretty much doing the test to find out what was causing the symptoms. And again, because it's not that often that you see it, yeah. you know, just kind of dealing with it. I mean, I feel fine. Yeah, you know, I'm back to working out and all that. I, I just have to have a drip line in every eight hours, you know, to try to deal with the the viral infection, and hopefully that'll calm down. I mean, you always get what they call, uh, I think you had shingles, right, the post-herpetic yep. uh, neuralgia yep. where you're, you know, where you actually had it still hurts. But, you know, I'm sorry, I have to, I mean, I... If I did, could you know, if I could take the drip line with me, I mean, I, there's no reason why I can't broadcast. It's just that apparently I need to fit, find out what's doing that. And then, you know, a little bit of numbness on my left side, which, again, I could think could be this myelitis, which is, again, the affection of the spinal cord. But yep. the suggestion is when you get over 60, yep. my doctor down in Florida never told me to take the vaccine. Yep. Talked yep. to Jim Cott today. He, he, you know, he's a little bit older than I am. I, and I said, well, do one more games and you're smarter because he got the vaccine. So you just don't <laughs> want to mess around with it. It's just a, it's, you know, it's, it's annoying if you just get that. But if you happen to get the more advanced, uh, you know, viral infection, um, I mean, it's, it's just something that's a little bit harder to deal with. It's the worst, ex- worst medical experience. I've been through three fairly significant surgeries, nothing life-threatening, but uh, the shingles was the worst medical experience I've ever had. And I urge anybody out there that knows that they've had chicken pox, to get the shingles vaccine and the new vaccine. I had the old vaccine about four and a half or five and a half years ago. The new vaccine came out and I checked with my doctor and he said, yeah, you should get this. And it's two different shots, like four or five weeks apart. And now Jim, I believe they probably told you, you got to wait a year now. I think exactly. from shingles yeah. to get it. See, I just never remember having a chicken pox, yep. you know, maybe in, and you know, in talking to, infectious disease doctors, neurologists, and things like that. Uh, you know, they said you might have had it and didn't know it. So it, yeah. it is what it is. Hey, um, you know, the first 72 years were pretty good. This one, maybe not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> not so good. <laughs> you know, it's interesting when the the doctor and Sean Curtin told you you didn't look good. Craig and I have that pretty much 365. Yeah, pretty day. much. People tell us that all the time, Jim. <laughs> no, 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 guys. That was a relative term, though. Oh, okay. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, your thoughts on uh, Mike Mussina going into the Hall of Fame? Craig's been well. We all just, know he deserved yeah. to get in there. He pitched in the steroid era. He pitched, uh, uh, even though they did bring Greg, probably orchestrated them getting the walls back that one year to try to get him to stay here. <laughs> um, he was a very, 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 very good pitcher. You know, won all the Gold Gloves. Um, you know, pitched um, about as well as you could pitch. I always thought he was as good a pitcher as I was. I mean, he didn't pitch as many innings because the description changed, but. Um, you know, just gifted, smart, um, probably made adjustments in game as well as anybody else. And uh, I, it's, it's funny when you're on the committee, you know, it, he wasn't the first uh, on the veterans committee, but 
you know, John, John came up, you know, I, like I said, I talked to Jim Cott. I think he won 283, four, five, six wins. Tommy John won 288 or six or something like that. And they go, well, you didn't have that many good years. I said, do you have any idea how hard it is to, to win 280 games or in Mike's case, 270 games in that era when guys are walking up to home plate, all juiced up and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, I'm glad he got in. He deserves it. And, um, you know, whether, you know, if you look at his career, obviously it was about equal as far as, you know, where he played his games. But um, I wish that um, they they would have been able to extend his contract and he would have gone in um, as an Oriole and he would have played his whole career as an Oriole because he certainly would have helped this organization. That said, I think he made the right choice going in knowing that he played 10 years in Baltimore and yeah. eight with the Yankees. I think he did. Oh yeah. I, you know, and I, you know, a lot of times you, you know, you do it for, you make that decision, what hat you want to wear for the wrong reason and all that. So, but I think if you know, Mike, Messina, you know, he's the voice of reason. So, um, but I liked him. I, you know, I called him to congratulate him because this year with all the stuff going on, uh, you know, actually had the shingles at that time, but, I didn't know I was going to have it, but, you know, with my wife's dad passing away and all that, I, I called him to congratulate him. And then I said, hey, I'm sorry I missed your first, uh, you know, the pitch you threw out of Camden Yards. I said, what was the spin rate on it? I was and just going to ask you about that. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to ask you about that because you told that story. You say? told that story up in the press box. And when you said that to Mike, what did Mike say? <laughs> oh, he said, just don't get me going. You know, <laughs> he goes, do you get it? Do you get him out or don't you? Right. And, that's, and it's, yeah. So, you know, it's, the bottom you know line. it's so interesting when we start looking. I was talking to, you know, a lot of people have really reached out since, you know, I mean, I don't want to make it a big deal, but, you know, people are, tw- you know, tweeting, why are you not doing the broadcast? And so my wife and I, you know, she doesn't help me. And we, you know, we just did a tweet basically to tell people that, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm, I feel fine. I mean, I'm wondering why you're, you know, the left side of your body's a little numb and that must be the myelitis or whatever. So we're going to figure that. But, but at the end of the day, um, uh, you know, you just, uh, so many people reached out, but Tim Kirchin, uh, you know, I was talking to him yesterday and, you know, we were talking about numbers and this and that and all that. And it's just, a, it's a different, different game now, it seems like. And I'm, it, it'd be very interesting how, you know, because we, the Orioles have had some great stories this year, yep. you know, whether it's Hans or Alberto, I mean, you know, he's walked, what, 13 times, he's right. hitting 415 against lefties, you know, he's hitting 321 collectively, but you know, what are the numbers? tell you if you're trying to you know build a, a, a you know world championship or a, a division winning you know club uh you know santander what a, what a year he's had you know he's got a center fielder so it'll be very interesting to see how this ball club goes down the road and i'm sorry really i'm missing most of the month of september because um i thought we might see you know maybe some of the younger players coming up but it's whatever the reasons they're not you know whether it's you know mount castle like what I all had to see him. He has been into a hitter's count spring training two, three years ago, and and uh, played my dog here. Um, anyway, he, uh, you know, you know how good a bat he is, but you know, when he walked 20, 25 times all year or something like that. So it's you know there are new rules here in Baltimore. So it'll be interesting how they how they perceive you know players' value at, when they look at the total year and in what directions they want to go in. Hey, Jim, I, I mentioned this story earlier in the show today. Uh, I love Santander. In my mind, he looks like a piece, a significant piece for this club moving forward. But I'm always reminded to pump the brakes a little bit. I remember Floyd Rayford and Mike Young had amazing Junes till the end of the year in 1985. 
And in 1986, in early May, when I was critical of Eddie Murray not getting off to a great start, Earl Weaver came up to me one day on the field and said, you think I really give a rat's ass what Murray and Ripken are doing right now? The guys that I'm afraid for or worried about are right over there. And he pointed to Young and Rayford, who never again look like the players they look like June through uh, September of 1985. Well, you're, you know, it's funny. I mean, if you went back and looked at Nick Marquez's start with the Orioles, um, not very good, and then, you know, got better as the season progressed. I think the one thing about, you know, Tony or Anthony Santander, there, he's been very consistent. You know, yeah. a switch hitter, so obviously that helps you, you know, with breaking balls. You, you know, they're not, it's a little bit more difficult. I mean, last night he hit the, what, the, the two run home run on him, hanging breaking ball off the of Burke, wasn't a very good pitch. You know, the same with Willie Calhoun hitting, you know, fastball down the middle and a hanging breaking ball off the of Bundy. So when you get your pitches, do you hit them? I mean, if you look at Anthony, anytime you hit, what, 274, 320, 274, 280, when the league is trying to find you out, mm-hmm. you've been pretty consistent. I, I think he's got a chance to even be a better hitter when he becomes yeah. a little more selective because he does swing a lot of pitches. And I think in early August he struggled with that. But then, you know, he, he righted the ship. So... But you never know, you know, I mean, with Alberto, when, you know, when you're hitting 230 with runners in scoring position, is that because you swing at everything? It just, I just don't know how, you know, and what Tim was saying, you know, it's hard, everybody wants to put a number on something. I just don't know about numbers anymore. I mean, I know numbers help you tell the story, but do they really tell you the story? But, you know, specifically the Floyd, Floyd Rayford is a terrific guy. Yep. You know, they were, you know, you Cal and Eddie had, you know, unique swings. I mean, Eddie had a fabulous swing, switch hitter too. You know, Cal had what, as Brady said, 17 different stances over the 20 years. But he had great hand-eye coordination. Mike Young, another terrific guy, but had a big, long swing. Um, you know, time tells, and that's why you're right about that. I mean, that's yeah. that's that's the uh, the great thing about this game, where, you know, a guy puts up certain numbers one year. I always found out they take those, all those numbers away, and you have to go as they adjust to figure out a way to, you know, to be good or, or as better. And then when you play for Kyle Ripken Sr., the, the thing he tells you, every day you're going to try to get a little better when you come to the ballpark. Jim, I know there's uh, obviously some pitching prospects in Delmarva and also Bowie, but uh, when I look at this Orioles rotation right now, Certainly John Means is a guy that is performing pretty well that I don't think that they thought they were going to get what they got out of him. Uh, I like what I see at times out of Wojo. Uh, how do you see this moving forward in, in terms of whether or not, not that they're going to be a championship team or anything like that, but a more competitive team? Because, I mean, offensively, they're doing some pretty good things. Well, they're scoring about a half a run more a game than last year. Yeah. Now we know. I know they made some trades, and you know, the, the, you know, September after all the trades was not very good. Um, but you know, you, you kind of wonder with it, with the baseball the way it is. You know, I mean, I was kind of, they did move the fence back when they wanted Mike Messina to think about staying here as a free agent. I'm not sure that you might want to think about doing that again because this park plays so small, so it's very difficult to pitch. I mean, you look at John Means. You know, he's got like a 285 ERA at home. Now, how I, how he's doing that is, you know, obviously a good fastball changeup and two other pretty good pitches. But I look at his windup. He's had a couple of IL stints only because he, you know, he walks to the uh, to the right, comes back to the rubber, and then falls off to the right. puts a lot of pressure on your arm. I think they'll, and, you know, he did the work this year when he went to that premier three throwing program. 
I mean, I, you know, Ray Miller would have him be a little bit more direct angle to home plate, probably take a little pressure off his shoulder. But so he needs to stay healthy. Uh, you know, Wojo, he can't throw nine, can't pitch ninety one in the middle of the plate. That's all. You know, Means has more deception. Um, you know, when he's on his game, uh, Wojo has pretty good stuff. You know, Bundy mixes up his pitches. But when your ERI is five runs a game, you don't know. You know, it, it, it keeps you in games. He's able to pitch, but you know, pitch counts around eighteen. It just but see, when I look at Means, Greg, what I see is okay. If I'm a young pitcher, I'm going. And, you know, they. You know, the Orioles have a, a multitude of young left. You know, left uh, left-handed guys. I mean, you know, DL DL Hall's a power guy. You know, Lowther and and, and well, I guess they can, Keegan Aiken throws a little bit harder. I'd be going. What is, what what is he doing that I need to do? So, mm-hmm. um, it just and that just seems like you know because of guys struggling at the major league level, you're probably going to see some of these guys get an opportunity. And as you said, I mean, John Means said, I love the fact that you know I wasn't my good friend Bubba Starling and number one draft choice. I could kind of work my way through the minor leagues, do what I needed to do, you know, make adjustments, get a little bit better every year, you know, go from one rung to the other. Then all of a sudden I get a chance. Because, you know, that's how I got my chance. My second year in the big leagues, everybody got hurt. You know, you're yeah. 15 games later in a World Series shutout. You go, okay. You know, and then, of course, I would hurt my arm. So, uh, and, you know, miss a couple of years. But you learn a lot of those things as you take those steps through the minor leagues. So all I know is that it's nice to have a lot of prospects. But as Cal Ripken Sr. used to say, boy, you're a suspect. You come to the big leagues and prove you can play. So. Hopefully they'll get the opportunity and they'll be able to take advantage of it. Hey, we're talking to my good friend Jim Palmer and another friend of mine, Steve Jeppy, is listening in. And he wanted me to ask you if you've seen Mike Soroka of the Atlanta Braves and what you think of him. Well, you know, he got hurt last year, but this year he's been terrific. Um, but, you know, here's a guy that changes speeds, pitches to both sides of the plate. Uh, great wind-up so he can repeat it. You know, he throws 93-94, good change-up, good breaking ball. Um, you know, and he plays on a real good team. I mean, you know, the, the Braves, you know, as good as the, the Nationals have played the second half of the year, the Braves have just been more consistent. You know, yeah. they lost Marquecas, what, about a month ago? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter. So, you know, and we played down there last year. It's a pretty big ballpark. Uh, you know, they can go get the balls. You know, Swanson is a terrific defensive shortstop. Uh, you know, they made some nice, you know, I, 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 they went out and, you know, got some veteran guys, even though, you know, that some of them had some injuries or whatever. But, you know, they're they're going to win the, the American or the National League East Division back-to-back years. And they didn't really spend a lot of money. I mean, they did, you know, mm-hmm. they went out and got Donaldson. I think he hit his 35th home run. So, um, Alex Anthopoulos, he really knows his deal, you know, yeah. what he did. And he didn't overreact because apparently they have a lot of good young pitchers that went out and signed Keuchel short term, see if maybe that'll turn into a long term deal. That's a lot of pitcher, easier to pitch in the National League. He won last night, pitched six shot on him. So it's a good ball club. And, and Soroka, he, he, yeah, he can pitch a little bit. And, and the key for him, of course, last year had a little bit of, a, you know, physical problems. This year he stayed healthy and, yeah, he, he's going to help him in the playoff, and he's going to help him for years to come. Jim, let me ask you this in terms of the Nationals. Uh, obviously, they've got the two-game lead over the Cubs for the wild card, and really it would behoove them to get that game at home if they can, providing they get the top spot. Uh, but we saw Strasburg in the first game of that Brave series 
pitched well enough. Not a lot of offense from the Nationals. Uh, they only scored two runs. They didn't get a three-run homer until Ryan Zimmerman hit one last night in the eighth inning. But they were down 4 nothing. But, uh, you know, you look at uh, uh, what Patrick Corbin was able to do last night. Pitched well enough to win. Didn't get a whole lot of run support. Uh, with Max Scherzer, the next start he'll make will be tomorrow night yep. or tomorrow afternoon in game four of that series. And I'm thinking you're probably going to see him – turned loose a little bit more. He's had pitch counts of 71, 89, and 90 So since he's come off the IL. I mean, this to me is the key guy. This is the one that they need to have if they're going to get where they want to go. Well, he beats anybody that, you know, if you have to play a, a one-game wild-card playoff, are you ever going to bet against Scherzer? No. It's like it's like betting against Kurt Schilling in a big game. Right. Uh, you know? I mean, that's just you just didn't. Didn't lose a whole lot of those, so you know. Again, I mean, just have to play well, and you know, I mean, they get some really nice young players. I mean, Soto, you know, Magic Juan Soto. I mean, <laughs> well, you know, what a great hitter, and you know, I mean, Rendon can play. I mean, they got a nice team. You know, Trey Turner, and they, you know, he was hurt early. You know, the Nationals better than I do, but you know, so they've gone through a lot of trials and tribulations. You know, they they've helped their bullpen. Uh, I mean, you know, even though uh, Doolittle struggled, like but he had some, he was what had a knee problem or whatever, so. You know, the bottom line is you want to get to the postseason. The, the other bottom line is you want to be healthy to get there, and you want everybody to, you know, be able to participate. But I would feel very comfortable from Dave Martinez if I get to say, you know what, who's going to start the wild card game is going to be Max Scherzer. I mean, is, is there any better pitcher in the National League over the last five years? I don't think so. Yeah. We're talking with Jim Palmer. And, uh, again, want to remind folks out there, Jim is dealing with the uh, – the throws of a bout of shingles, it sort of passed, but he had a very rare form of it. Uh, if you have had chicken pox, we urge you to talk to your doctor about getting the new shingles vaccine. Very important, very important, especially if you're over the age of, say, 55. Well, you know what's amazing, though, Stan, is that you, I mean, I was in the grocery store the other day, and, you know, they have a nice wine section out here in California, and I said, uh, I was talking to the wine guy, Tom, and he said, he said, hey, I, you know, I heard you were a little bit under the weather. I said, yeah, you know, I got a reaction from the shingles, and, you know, I got a viral infection of my spinal cord. He goes, I got it seven years ago, and I can still feel it. So mm. it's something that hopefully the vaccine can help you from getting. And, yep. you know, and, again, I mean, some people get mild cases. I just figured, okay, I got it. Mm-hmm. You, know, I did, you know, I got it on a Friday, did the Boston series, went to, you know, went to Arizona, went to California, you know, both in Anaheim and, San Diego, went to New York, whatever, and I was, I was fine, except that every once in a while you get what they call myelitis, where it actually gets into your spinal cord, and that's, but then if you don't get it, you don't, it doesn't be going into your spinal cord, so, right. again, you know, think about getting the vaccine when you can. I, I hear it's kind of difficult to get, but certainly something I think you need to think about. Yep. Hey, Jim, uh, using the same path of discussion we had about Santander and comparing his 2019 to Floyd Rayford and Mike Young in, two th- in back in 1995. I want to ask you a question about Dylan Bundy. We've seen the body of work that he's been able to, to put up. Um, is it too late for Dylan Bundy to still be a very good pitcher that could consistently on a good team win 13 to 15, 16 games or is the die cast and he sort of is what he is? Well, 
I know Doug Brocalis really tried to you know get him a little more upright. He's you know him. He's a big guy. He's kind of mm-hmm. he's not tall, but he's big. So I think a lot of times, you know, again, it, you know, with all the dynamics of you know spin rate and trying to backspin the ball and you know staying on top of your 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 breaking ball, you know, which makes it more effective because you're able to stay behind it. Um, you know, using your front side to get you know maybe a little more uh, arm speed. I'm just surprised. I mean. I, it's, it's, Funny, the Dodgers are coming to, to to Baltimore. I mean, home run derby starts on Tuesday when they come into <laughs> Camden, Camden Yards. I was doing the over and under with Tim Kirch, and he said uh, thirteen. I go, I'll go fourteen to sixteen home runs, only because they're you know the ball's flying and they're a really good hitting team, and so on and so on. But I still remember, you know, in your mind's eye, I remember Bundy coming in an extra inning game out of Dodger Stadium. Yep. We're throwing ninety four to ninety seven. And, um, you know, that was, what, three years ago, I guess, or maybe four years ago. But I'm surprised, and I know he had the Tommy John, but I saw him throw 94, 97 after that. I know, you know, he had the shoulder, you know, whatever, bursitis or whatever it was, but he threw 94 to 97. I'm surprised that his fastball velocity has dropped as much as it has. And, you know, you look at it, probably his average fastball is 91, maybe, 90, 90 and a half. Well, the major league fastball... I'm not sure this is true about starters, is around 93. So he's a little bit below that. Does have a very good slider. He's used his curveball split change-up's pretty good. But in Camden Yards, and again, this is not a real good defensive club mm-hmm. that the Orioles put out there. I mean, they don't have a center fielder. Right. Stevie Wilkerson, great guy and whatever, but, you know, he's yeah, not a guy you want to be a center fielder. Santander is not a very good center fielder. Now, I obviously, with Bumbry and Blair and, you know, Paul and eight gold gloves, you get a little bit spoiled. But I watched the game, and I don't know what the analytics tell you, but my eye tells me, hey, we need somebody that can play center field. Yeah. So that'll help you think. But this park plays so small. I mean, fly balls? I mean, I'd be a totally different pitcher pitching in Camden Yards with the 19, 2019 baseball. I mean, you'd have to throw more breaking balls. In 87, Mike Flanagan, he said, you, Cakes, you cannot pitch out, up and out over the plate anymore with the, with the baseball that was really live that year. So... Um, you know, I mean, Dylan, Dylan, Dylan's prepared. He works hard, you know, um, but I don't know. I, I just don't know. And, and the other thing, the bottom line, I mean, the, the Orioles are 46 and 95. They were, what, 47 and 115 last year. So mm-hmm. they're a little bit better. They're going to win more games, but it's not, it's not, a, it's, it's, it's not like going to, um, you know, to Houston where they're going to run down balls and they're going to make all the plays. You, you just don't have that kind of defense. So you, you, you just don't get the kind of defensive help that you would on clubs that yeah. um, are, are championship type. I mean, do you want to, you know, I know the Red Sox have had a tough year, too bad, because, you know, <laughs> they, they had their, their share of good things going on last year. Right. But which outfield do you want to pitch with? You know, the one they have yeah. up in Boston or here. And, and, and again, these are the things that, you know, Mike Elias is certainly aware of. I'm sure the analytics tell him that, that you need to catch more balls and you have to cut balls off and you have to, make the plays and then all of a sudden your pitching gets a little bit better and then you're more positive and then maybe you have instead of 18 pitches and then you're at 16 and a half because you don't have to make extra pitches because they didn't make the plays so you know uh, so again with all the guys i think they could be better i mean rojo talks about all the time he said i came out of the houston organization i saw springer i saw all these guys you know why'd they go get reddick mm-hmm. because even though he can be up and down with his bat He's, he can play right field yeah, so yeah or he can help you in the outfield. So it's just, you know, it's part of the process. You know, we'll get better players, and until you do that, you won't win as many games as you would like to. 
Jim, before we let you go, and we really appreciate your being on with us this morning, you and I, uh, and I know you were closer to him than I was, but uh, Mr. Nobody, Richard Samus, one of the uh, local iconic car dealer figures who was a huge sports fan, loved his Baltimore Colts, loved his Baltimore Ravens, and he loved his Jim Palmer. Uh, your thoughts on the passing of Richard Samus? Well, I've known Richard, I don't know, over 30 years, and, you know, we call him Uncle Richie, and, uh, you know, do you ever have a friend that if he asked you, you know, to do you a favor, you wouldn't even hesitate, you'd just go, yep. you know, he's ever going to ask you anything that would, would not be something you'd be willing to do, yep. or, you know, like, uh, you know, if, you, if, if, if you didn't have a shirt, Richard would take his shirt off his back and give it to you. So we go back, I mean, so many years, and, uh, you know, playing golf, you know, when the sun's going down, because we used to live up at Chestnut Hill, the golf course, and you yep. put the lights on, and, you know, he had the worst golf swing in the history of golf swings, but he loved <laughs> to play. I mean, he just, uh, you know, and, uh, I mean, I just learned from, you know, it's funny how when you go through life, you learn certain things, whether it's from God Ripken Sr. about, you know, work ethic and things like that. Richard always said, if it's not working, you're just going to work a little bit harder. And, uh, you know, when he lost his uh, uh, daughter to leukemia, Diane, you know, and she was in remission and uh, she got an infection and she passed away within 48 hours, it was probably the most difficult thing in his life. Yep. And uh, But he lived through it. And, uh, you know, he was just one of those guys that you always could count on. And um, I think... Uh, I, I, <laughs> It's, it's, it's right. I think anybody it's knew it's kind of really, really. He was a very special person, lovable character, oh, and a really special person. And the work he did for the Leukemia Foundation, uh, his golf tournament was uh, really something else. Jim, I'll well, he just um, you know he just was a you know just was a guy. For, I mean, a, you know, a guy for all seasons. Uh, and uh, you know, he wasn't a bad car salesman either. No, he wasn't. All right, Jim, you weren't a bad pitcher either. That's right. Well, hey, no, I, we all had our moments, don't we? <laughs> hey, <laughs> thanks, thanks for being on with us, Jim. Oh, hey, you're welcome. James I mean, Alvin, take care of yourself, pal. Take I was kind of looking forward to the uh, – well, I was going to do the, the Rangers, but I was kind of looking forward to the Dodgers. Because, yeah. you know, the people in Baltimore, they get to see, uh, you know, the best team in the National League. and uh, It's going to be an important series because, obviously, Houston, the Yankees, and uh, the Dodgers all are tied for the – you know, most amount of wins and right. home field advantage is huge when you get into the playoffs, as we all know. I'll tell you one thing: don't rule out the Minnesota Twins winning as many games as anybody. Their last thirteen games are against the White Sox, three, six against Kansas City, and three or four against the Tigers. Um, they might stumble into a hundred and two, hundred and three wins. So, so are you suggesting that instead of moving the Orioles moving to Nashville, they'll they'll move into the American League Central Division? Uh, Is that what no, I'm, I'm not thinking they're moving anywhere, Jim. We're not moving. I'm only joking. I know that. that. I know that. Yeah. Hey, love they you. need to move to another division. Uh, that that would help. That would help. Yeah. Hey, love you to death. Thanks for being okay. with us. All right. Good. Take talking to you guys. Take All care. Right. Have a good right. weekend.